Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Alshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with the study of David's life, let's pick back up with 1 Samuel chapter 26. Last week, we spoke about David and his discussion with Abner about his men sleeping on the job. This week, it's dealing more so with David and Saul and Saul's practice of insanity. People say that the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. So by definition, that's what Saul was doing. He ran after David when Ziph came and told him that he was hiding in the land, only to have the Philistines raid the land and cause him to turn around. Then after he got done taking care of the Philistines, he set out after David again with his 3,000 men and David spared his life in the cave. So what does Saul do again? But listens to the Ziphites and goes after him again. But we'll talk about their discussion a little bit later. When David was talking to Saul, he referred to himself as a flea. And he did that the first time when David and Saul were together, when Saul spared his life in the cave. He was like, am I a dead dog? Am I a flea? A flea is a tiny blood-sucking parasite. I mean, it's like three millimeters long at its full adult growth. You have to strain to see a flea. Why are you going hunting after a pest? Is pretty much what David was saying. And that's how he viewed himself. Though he was anointed, he viewed himself as a small, insignificant pest compared to who Saul was. Saul was also anointed. And Saul was sitting in the seat of the king at that point. Even though David was anointed to be the next one. It's important for us to keep a mind of David concerning these things. We ought to think more highly of others than we do ourselves. Doing so keeps us from falling into the pride of sin. That's the same sin that caused Lucifer to fight against God. And it's the same sin that caused Adam and Eve to fall, thinking that God was keeping something from them and that they could be God. They could do better than what God had for them. After David calls himself a flea, he starts talking about a partridge hunt. And partridge are found in the Negev there in Israel, which is where Ziph was located. It was located in the Negev. So he was speaking about something that took place often in the land where they were at that point. Partridge as bird is supposed to be real good eating. And it's also approved under the Jews dietary law. When I was reading about this, I thought he was talking about Saul going hunting for partridge. You know, oftentimes when you're watching movies and stuff, especially ones set in England, you'll see uh, the men gather together and, and go hunting on horseback and have the, the beagle out chasing stuff. And usually they're hunting uh, a bird like a partridge or, or something of that nature. So I thought that's what he was talking about. But no, he was actually talking about how the partridge goes about 
getting his food to eat, his or her food to eat, they go hunting. They hunt for seeds and insects, one of which is a flea. That's something that they go hunting after. So David was saying, look, I'm insignificant. I'm not worth your attention. I'm so little you have to strain to see me. And even if you got me, you would have to eat a whole bunch of people like me in order for you to be satisfied. What you're doing is insane. He then went on to say, if people have kindled your wrath against me, may they be cursed. David goes on in Psalms 54 to write a song regarding this time frame when Saul was going after him in Ziph. It doesn't say if it was the first or the second time within that specific song. It just says that when Saul was going after him in Ziph. The wording of the title is in line with the first time, but some of the statements that are made are more in line with the second time. I'm not here to add or take away. I know it was regarding Saul um, pursuing him in Ziph. And that scripture is only seven verses, so I'm going to read it really quickly. It says, Save me, O God, by your name. Vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God. Listen to the words of my mouth. Arrogant foes are attacking me. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. People without regard for God. Now, he's speaking about uh, either Ziph and or Saul at this point. Continuing. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. So David is saying my power and my help What keeps me strong is you, God. You are the one who sustains me. He goes on to say, let evil recoil on those who slander me. In your faithfulness, destroy them. In another passage, when David was speaking to Saul the first time, said from evil doers come evil deeds. So he's saying at this point, let the evil that the evil people are doing come back on to them. Those that slander me, let that evil come back to them. David goes on to say, I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, Lord, for it is good. The Lord's name is good. He's saying I will sacrifice a free will offering, which is something that he said to Saul uh, during this time. It's like, look. If God has kindled his wrath against you, let me offer a sacrifice to please God. If it's people who are slandering me, then let them get what they got coming to them for filling your head with these lies and saying that I'm against you because I'm not. Anyway, going back to the scripture, you have delivered me from all my troubles and my eyes have looked in triumph on my foes that specific part of the scripture and that that ends and i was reading in the new international version as well but that specific part of the scripture is what caused me to think that it may have more to do with the second time than the first time don't know for sure but saul went after the philistines when he was chasing him uh, around the the mountain of maon in the wilderness of ziph the first time i don't know that david saw Saul leaving or or going away he may have 
Uh, but we know that he looked at Saul and spoke to Saul directly in this specific passage. Again, Ziph is the one that sent Saul after David the first time, and they did it again. They did it the same way. They came to Saul at Gibeah and said he's hiding in our land. Gibeah is the city where Saul was born. It was it was called like uh, Gibeah of Saul because it was so synonymous with who he was. His fortress was there. This was his safe place. And maybe because of him being in his safe place, sitting on his throne, that when Ziph came to talk to him about this again, he entertained the thought. You know, didn't think about what happened last time because he's removed from it. He's in his safe place. Didn't think about what happened when he was in the cave because, again, he's in his safe place. He's not in a place of danger. He was forgetting how David spared his life. He forgot about the fact that, oh, yeah, when I went out after David, the Philistines did come after us. He forgot about all of that. All he knew was that, yeah, you know, I'm sitting here and they're telling me where he is. And I know last time they went and found just where he was. I just wasn't able to get to him. But I got him this time. No, no, you don't. And no, we don't. The enemy does that with us often getting us to do the same thing or keep coming after us with the same thing over and over again thinking that oh well I'm smarter this time I know how to get away with it this time or you know yeah I might get caught but I might not get caught so I'm I'm gonna try no it's insanity to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result the same enemy that comes hard after you to get you to do the thing that you know you're not supposed to do is the same one that's gonna come equally as hard after you talk bad about you shovel guilt and shame on your head when you fall to what he was trying to get you to do it's insanity don't do it don't keep going after the same things don't continue the cycle God is our strength and he will help us with breaking the cycle. But we have to look to him for that help and then do those things that he says do. We're not strong enough to overcome the enemy and we definitely aren't strong enough to overcome the plans that God has. Saul was trying to overcome it even though he said, I know that God has called you to be king and that you're going to reign over Israel insanity insanity we aren't able to do it in our human strength if we do anything with our strength it's because God gives us the strength to do it that goes back to what David was saying in Psalms 54 and 1 surely God is my help the Lord is the one who sustains me. If we are able to do anything, it's because God has given us the strength to do it. He's given us the mind to do it. He's given us the, the will to do it. We cannot overcome these things on our own. We do need to be alert because the enemy is slick and he comes after us using the same thing, just repackaging it. So you got to be mindful of the tricks of the enemy. You got to be watching now. We have to be vigilant at all times because our enemy 
is like a roaring lion just out there roaring causing stuff trying to scare us seeking who he may devour he doesn't necessarily come after us physically although he may he may not come after us with direct attacks a lot of times it's just a lot of rah-rah to see how we're going to react don't run and don't practice insanity practice doing what God says so say la pause and think about this next week we'll be back at it again probably with the last installment for chapter 26 and we'll be speaking about Abishai and David's conversation and how the actions of others can have an impact on us especially as being leaders until then god bless and keep it together